2: Dan Campbell, I am running through a brick wall for you. Welcome to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you from 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Listen to the show in the Odyssey app. Watch the show on twitch.tv slash BetQL on YouTube. Follow us on X at BetQL Daily. Joining us on the program today, Odyssey NFL insider Jason LaCanfora is here each and every Monday, just like he always is. He will share his biggest takeaways after uh, a slightly baffling Week 11, I suppose. Yes, the favorites uh, were 9-2 and two straight up for sure, but the underdogs uh, were 7-4 and four against the spread on this lovely week. Uh, of course, one of the biggest, uh, definitely the biggest upset, I'd say, would be the Giants and Tommy DeVito, Pulling off a three to one money line upset on the Commanders, the Bears certainly scared the Detroit Lions, but uh, the Lions came through and won that ball game. Uh, But as far as uh, an over encapsulating kind of idea, Joe, how do you look at this past Sunday?
0: These numbers are so sharp. If you like, (laughs) oh man, look (laughs) at me out of grade four in one week. Oh man, it's awesome! I kicked ass, or you're down in the dumps because. Uh, Things went uh, the other way for you. Mm, These numbers are tight. Like there's a lot of coin flippy things going on. Uh, Let's go over some of them quickly before we dive into the games. San Francisco. uh, Closing line, what number we want to go on? If we're going by the number all week, San Francisco ends up covering. If you're going by some of the numbers that were available at the very end, Tampa Bay ends up covering. I think the closing number, it covers by the hook. How about the LA Rams? Seattle was a favorite all week when we were talking about it, right? Previewing the game and then the Rams end up mm-hmm. being the favorite. If you're going by the closing line, the Rams don't cover, but if you bet it all week, the Rams were the cover. And a lot of contests, Rams are the cover. That was a good play there. What about Arizona Houston? Well, when'd you bet it? When'd you bet it? Did you get it when Houston was six? Because then you, then the Houston side was a loser. Arizona side was a winner. Five and a half, same thing, but, at points, it was four and a half, and it was five. And games don't land five. This this lands five. Like It's just so crazy how tight these numbers are, how it flipped last night, uh, how it ends up being Denver winning but not covering a short, short port spread. And it's not only with the sides, guys. Look at these totals. Dallas, Carolina, it goes over by the hook. Tampa Bay, San Francisco, it goes under by the hook. Jets-Bills, it goes under by the hook. Last night, it goes under by one and a half. That's my big takeaway from week 11. With this sample size of 10, 11 weeks, damn, these numbers are tight. It is so hard to
1: win in the NFL. Man, it is. I was trying to live bet to get out of some situations and maybe (laughs) soften the blow a little Uh bit. And then those bets missed too. I probably had the worst Sunday I've had all season. So yeah, I don't even know where to begin. But I had been on a nice little run, and I just crashed and burned yesterday. All of my props pretty much missed. It was just rough. Was bad and props. really rough day. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I want to <laughs> save a little bit of it for BetQL Court, but yeah, <laughs> I've got <laughs> stuff to get to. <laughs>
2: Yeah, we got Becky Ocorda later on in this hour. And, you know, it's funny you mentioned props because, like, the first thing that came to my mind when you were talking about that, Aaron, was CeeDee Lamb. The Cowboys yes. absolutely obliterate the Panthers. <laughs> we're talking about alternate to- alternate yards and all that good stuff for CeeDee Lamb. And he does very little in that 38, the, the offense 38. 38 yards. Yeah. I mean, he was doing
1: 138 before.
2: Right. That. Like, we, like he's total. our pick for offensive player of the year. And you know how how high can he go here? Like what's too much? Like 3 to 1 to get 200 receiving yards? That doesn't seem preposterous at all against this Panthers defense. No, not at all. 38 receiving yards. Yes, props were tough. Uh certainly sides were really sharp. And Joe, it's fascinating to me because like I think one of the things that we talked about on Friday was, hey, some of these numbers are way off. It's one of the reasons why totals have been hard to come by as far as like being 20 points off or that Mm -hmm. teaser legs were really difficult to ascertain because things were just so wild and we were having all of these (laughs) fluky things. But now, now, oh, these numbers were sharp. I think uh, the books had a phenomenal day just in terms of pinpointing exactly where the numbers needed to be.
0: Yeah, and, you know, a lot of times books will come out and say, we need this side. We need that side. I don't know. Like, we went over it. Okay, favorites did this. Dogs did that. I don't know. what. When are you looking at the numbers? Because it's the opposite Mm -hmm. all week. Like, there are so many examples of that. And, yeah, I mean, and then teasers. Jesus. It's the same thing every week. (laughs) Like, yeah, some of them made sense. We talked about Minnesota being a strong leg all week. That made sense. Okay, if you had the confidence to go to the window and say, I'm going to bet on the Bills, bounce back spot, whatever, or it's a bet against the Jets, okay, fine. And then Washington's there for you. And it gets to the teaser zone before the game starts. There's money coming in late on the Giants. The late money was the correct money. We laughed at the idea all week about the commanders just ruining Survivor again. Tommy DeVito. <laughs> His passing prop touchdown is only a half like against this Washington secondary? I think he might be able to have one passing touchdown, and you guys are laughing about it. We all were laughing about it all week, and then the Commanders happened. That trash organization <laughs> happened again. Unbelievable! It's you know what I say. Unbelievable. It's not unbelievable. Like I got to point net score. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's about right. I stopped keeping track. It was it five or six turnovers they end up with? I, I don't six. Even remember. Six. six. Okay, three picks, yeah. six three fumbles. Over, they outgained them by I... over 100 yards. Howell, 45 pass attempts because you're in desperation mode trying to catch the Giants. And by the way, this happens at home. Aaron, how many times do we bring it up? It's, it's like something we've got to etch in stone and don't forget. Now, one thing is, Survivor, stay away in division matchups. The other thing is, Commander's bad at home. And any time you take anything Commander's related for granted, the opposite is going to happen without fail
1: it really does and we talk about it and we talk about it and then they might win a couple games or show some progress and then boom there it is again commanders one and four at home despite all being sellouts since the new ownership i'm actually really surprised a lot of people i know are giants fans in this area i got invited to the game oh no not by commanders fans Giants fans. There's a lot of them around <laughs> here, here in Washington. It's crazy to me, but they I don't know what it is about this Giants team. They lost to them twice this year. And and we okay. said it last week, like they the Giants just play them tough. Whew. I mean, it I I can't imagine what the conversation is like on 1067 the fan this morning, but I've gotta <laughs> assume it's about Ron Rivera's gotta be out the door. I mean, Josh Harris's groups has said we're gonna give the whole You know, team, time to evaluate, finish out the year. But, yeah, it's pretty much written in stone by now, right? Ron Rivera is gone.
0: The only question is, is the head coach on the coaching staff now? Is the enemy going to be promoted or are they going to say, no, no, we've got to look outside and uh, let's start this whole thing over? Me personally, like, yes, the enemy's done a very nice job. I don't want anybody that's inside that building right now being the head coach of my team next year. Sorry. I mean, I I would look
1: everywhere. I mean, it's almost like it's haunted over there. You just got (laughs) a clean house. Start fresh.
2: Yeah. Can we start a BetQL investigation as to who shut off the hot water at the stadium where nobody could take oh, yeah. a hot shower? None of the team's good. Like nobody could clean up, whatever. I got to think uh, that may not have been uh, completely by accident or just bad chance. I think uh, someone may have done that just to prove a point. I don't know. But uh, we, we should start a BetQL daily investigation as far as that's concerned. I mean, the commanders sacked Tommy DeVito nine times nine. in that game nine mm-hmm. times seven different commanders recorded at least one sack in that contest. Washington's run game was really solid. Everyone went over the rushing yards over expected Brian Robinson, 73 yards. I thought he was great. It's like the pass rush was fantastic. The run game was fantastic, but then everything else was not only bad. It was like middle school football bad. And that, that to me kind of points to like the health of the organization, right? Like, okay. Yeah. Eric, the done some really nice things, but can he run an organization? That is a very different question. Ron Rivera, like the the Sam Howell thing, like he reverted back to a very, very bad version of himself against the Giants defense. There are so many little things that you can point to where it's like this is an abject failure on so many different levels, and yet you have, I guess, some building blocks to go off of, I suppose, But Mm -hmm. I mean, my goodness, what what more is supposed to be expected? Like, (laughs) the Giants are very bad. We're talking about them as being the worst team in football, and you lost to them twice. Twice. Mm -hmm. What's the big deal here?
0: I can't wait for Zappi and what's his face? DeVito this week. Yeah. That's going to be on the card. Can't wait to get (laughs) to that later on. I think so. We
2: absolutely I deserve so. that. Absolutely. We yep. do. Uh, l- let's talk about your Chicago Bears here, uh, Joe, because uh, certainly uh, the hmm. they threw a scare a little bit. You know, they uh, had, what was it, a 98% win probability in the fourth quarter uh, to win that ball game, but didn't. Uh, two touchdowns for Detroit uh, in the waning moments to come through with the victory. You add the safety and then the Lions uh, win by five points. Uh, but how much of that do you feel like was the Lions winning? And how much do you think that involved the Bears losing?
0: Uh, that, was, uh, that was a loser organization that can't finish a game. They don't know how to win. Like Iberflus right. has never won a division game in his couple years here. I think we're, we're off to 0-9 right now against the NFC North. Like they just can't mm-hmm. close games. They don't know how to. The Lions did nothing all game until the last two drives. Uh, Almost half of their offensive output for the entire game happened then. Now, part of it was the golf turnovers. Oh, man, we got the bad golf. We got the golf that people scoff at, right? We got three interceptions against this Bears defense. This Bears defense can stop the run. Not all that great against the pass. And, I mean, golf was just horrendous, horrendous. So the Lions are negative three turnover margin, and they still win the game. They're perfect in the red zone. It it was just so predictable. Once they got the ball in the end, not a lot of time left. In most situations, like, okay, we're going to be passing right down the field. No, no, no. Not the Detroit Lions. (laughs) Not against this Bears team. If you're getting chunk plays on the ground, why would you change it? It was the David Montgomery drive. It was the revenge spot that a lot of people think it's narrative, whatever. Like, you knew it was coming. And then they're set up in the scoring zone. You know where the ball's going. I need to have to look to see if Gibbs was on the sideline. I knew Gibbs was going to be on the sideline because Montgomery was going to get the touchdown against the team that didn't believe in him to win that game. There was no doubt about that. Like, I was sweating it for a little bit, the Montgomery anytime touchdown. But in that situation, I'm like, all right, we're going to get it here uh, because the Bears are going to give it up. Uh, Man, Fields. We talked about the idea how they're going to use fields. I figured, yeah, he's going to use his legs because of uh, how he smoked the Lions last year using his legs. They did. He had 14 designed runs, guys. 104 rushing yards, 18 rushes, 14 of them were designed runs. So fields looked fine. I I don't put that loss too much on fields. They scored 26 points on the road. 26 points. So, uh, yeah, you can't kill them for that. But, like, I thought it was kick your feet up. I'm good with the Bears plus seven and a half throughout. If Darnell Wright does not kick it out of the end zone, Hutchison probably lands on that for a touchdown, and that ends up going from, like, Bears covering by multiple touchdowns throughout the game to not even covering seven and a half or eight.
1: I mean, you do want the Bears to lose, though, right? So you can get that. Yes, pick. I was good
0: with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. At the end of it. the
1: day, they did the right thing. But this, to me, was more about Lions being really bad. I mean, I was on Jared Goff over passing yards. This was like the one of the <laughs> worst games of his career. Awful time to do awful. that. Just terrible. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know we'll get to it, but Josh Dobbs and the Vikings are, you know, I don't know what the value is for them to win the division, but maybe that could be in play if the Lions continue to struggle. Maybe this is just one weird game, but all I could think of is the Lions stuff. It aged well in that game.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, they barely beat the Chargers last week. They are they're just hanging on here
2: in these games. I know. I mean, we get it's we
0: alarming. get them Thursday.
2: Yeah. Yep. You know, you mentioned just how badly Jared Goff was playing. A lot of that was when he was going up against cover three coverage with a passer rating of 33.1. Mm. 10 of 18, 105 yards, three interceptions. Normally he's pretty good against cover three, but there was something about that Bears defense where they were able to play that well in that situation. I'm going to chalk it up to being a fluke. I think the Lions will be just fine. Certainly causes for concern. I think Detroit will be okay. I wouldn't worry too much about it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, the game of the week, maybe the game of the season thus far. The Super Bowl rematch between the Eagles and the Chiefs on Monday Night Football. We'll have our favorite angles right here on the BetQL Network.
3: Coming up on BetQL Daily. It's Monday, which means BetQL Court is in session. All our grievances from the weekend are coming up in 25 minutes on the BetQL Network.
2: Welcome back to PQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Let's, ta- let's talk about Monday night football between the Eagles and the Chiefs. KC at home, two-and-a-half point favorites, a little juiced uh, on BetMGM. Total of 45 and a half. Joe, which Swift are you backing here?
0: <laughs> Probably the, the one where Red, I would think. Okay. Is she there? Red is Smith. that? Is she there? I or am no.
2: My sources no. tell me that Taylor Swift will miss He's the out. game because of weather mm-hmm. issues. Uh, she was performing in Rio de Janeiro, which I hear is gorgeous this time of year. But yeah, yes, if she is uh, going to be down there and unavailable to be at the game, uh, surprise, the line didn't move with that news, Joe. Uh,
0: I I know you're joking, but like people are betting into this, and they're betting a lot they of money, are. like real dollars, on the, on whether or not she's <laughs> there. Oh, now she's there! I'm going to do outlines. I'm going to do two plus three plus touchdowns <laughs> in this specific <laughs> matchup. Uh, but matchup wise, I, I'll get to the Swift that I usually back. The Fly Eagles fly, and it doesn't mean that I'm anti-Eagles because I did not pick him. But first, on the Travis Kelsey end, when we look at uh, tight ends and how they've done against the Eagles, not named Kelsey, which means that they are a tier or two or three lower than Travis Kelsey because they're not named Travis Kelsey, uh, very successful. Five touchdowns to tight ends this year. Hunter Henry, Hocketson scored twice. Logan Thomas, Jake Ferguson, all these guys got into the end zone. So, Kelsey, anytime touchdown is going to be popular. Would I be shocked if we saw multiple touchdowns in this spot? Absolutely not. Eagles dead last in the National Football League in DVOA against the tight end position. And it's not just any normal dude. Like, I know it's it's just so obvious, but it makes perfect sense that Kelsey has a, has a big spot here over the middle. They stink. Their defense stinks. I'm actually, it's part of the reason that people have been so down on the Eagles, that they're talking about them in a negative tone despite the 8-1 and one record because the defense is not what we expected the with the elite pass rush you expect them to shut everything down and the secondary that we saw last year that has not been the case uh this season so between the swifts i'm going the home swift i'm going uh travis kelsey props are definitely a strong look tonight and with with the wind expected and they're saying right now 15 miles per hour I don't know if the, the receivers on the outside are going to be involved as much. It might be a lot of stuff over the middle or or keeping it closer to the line of scrimmage with Kelsey.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I saw that same stat about the Eagles and the DVOA. I was like, wow, with the tight end. So yeah. it does seem like a Travis Kelsey situation. This is a tough one in terms of, like, revenge, and both teams have time to prepare. Of course, you've got the Chiefs at home, but now you've got some rain and wind. This one really is tough to figure out, but it does seem like running props uh, with either Jalen Hurts, uh, DeAndre Swift, Travis Kelsey. I think that's where I'll be looking. I thought about A.J. Brown because he's been on such a tear 80 and a half, does he go off? But then with this weather, you just never know. But the Chiefs' defense is amazing, but except for the run. Run defense is definitely an area where they could be exposed. So um, I think I'll just mostly be looking at props here. I mean, I honestly could see a situation where the Eagles do win by, like, a point just because they are so angry and probably feel like they should have won that Super Bowl matchup. But then you've got the whole Andy Reid off the bye and the Chiefs at home. This is a tough one for me on the spread. I may just stay away and stick with props, even though I had a rough weekend with
2: props. (laughs) We we shall take a drink every time the props get mentioned from this weekend, right? I, you know, you bring up a good point when it comes to this whole idea of, okay, The Chiefs, they care about the pass defense, absolutely they do. The run defense could be a little bit suspect. I wonder if a lot of that is more about philosophy than it is actually personnel. You know, you have some teams out there in the NFL where they go, okay, pass defense matters a lot more than run defense. Consistency-wise, pass defense matters a good bit more. And look, the Chiefs can contain the pass very, very well. This is one of the reasons why I'm not so sure I would endorse going over A.J. Brown pops, despite the fact that he's been yeah. phenomenal all season long. Yeah. Certainly, I think a great uh, contender for Offensive Player of the Year. But this Chiefs pass defense has been fantastic. They're young. They're scrappy. They've contained a lot of great offenses pretty much all season long. And the pass rush has certainly been a great complement to that. And I think one thing that we're noticing, Joe, when it comes to this Chiefs pass defense is, OK, well because they're so good at it now they can blitz a little bit more now it's likely Jalen Hurts is going to see a little bit more pressure in his face than he normally does despite a good offensive line in front of him wouldn't be surprised if uh George Karloftis and guys like that are able to pressure Jalen Hurts some more uh if those sacks occur and they start to accrue then the Eagles could very well have a long day
0: Yeah, I mean, look, the bottom line with this Chiefs defense is they are much improved, much better than what we saw in the Super Bowl. And I know Super Bowl rematch, it's it's been talked about a lot. These teams are so different than what we saw in February. Mm -hmm. Very, very different. Like, just look at the Chiefs defense. They're straight up a lead against the pass. Straight up. So... As going over like over AJ Brown or passing stuff like that with the Eagles, I'm really not all that interested in, but you can run on them. They're third worst in EPA per rush on defense. But, you know, you look at some defensive metrics, uh, EPA per drop back, they're number three EPA per play they're fourth defensive DV away. They're number three. Like, so there are a lot of things that are like, God, I don't know here. Um, so I'll be looking at some rushing props on the Eagles side. I don't want to look at some of the passing props, especially when we're talking about numbers like A.J. Brown after his big run where it gets really high. Now, could could it be somebody else where they they find a way to get A.J. Brown out of the game? Like what sort of value do you get on Devontae Smith? It's still mid to high 50s right now, 57 and a half at a lot of spots No, I'm not really interested in uh, doing that. And the receptions is four and a half, but it's extremely juiced to the over. So something else, probably not an angle that I'm going to be uh, using as far as the Eagles. I think there are other ways to attack Philly.
1: And on the other side of the ball, I was curious if Ed will be betting his guy, Rasheed Rice. Is that uh, an area (laughs) where you could see him going over 43 and a half? Or are you staying away from receiving props due to weather here?
2: The weather is not that big of a concern to me. Fifteen miles per hour kind of feels like that cusp where you do need to pay attention to it a good bit. But mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. in terms of what the Chiefs want to do passing wise, like Rasheed Rice, you know, I don't. It may be a bad sign just because he's a rookie, but it almost feels like he's got to be wide receiver number two. Maybe you can incorporate someone else uh, in that mix, but. I think for the Chiefs ultimately to be successful and to win a game like this against a very good football team, Rice needs to be the wide receiver too for that to happen. So I think Travis Kelsey uh, certainly has to have a big game as well. But ultimately, I think they need a more balanced uh, effort. So it's not just the tight end uh, who's doing all the damage. Because at some point, even though the Eagles have struggled containing tight ends, you can do more than enough where it's like, okay, if he's literally the only guy who could beat us, we can triple team him, I suppose. So that is a possibility there. But ultimately, Aaron, I think Rasheed Rice, I would be comfortable going over this mark. Uh, But I also think this is going to be a lower scoring game. Maybe not so much because of the weather. Uh, but more because I, I I do like these defenses in a lot of ways. There are weaknesses. Absolutely there are. But these are also not offenses that I think are going to have just a ton of chunk plays where they're, they're going to be running up and down the, the uh, field. 45 and a half yeah. is probably sharp. If you made me pick a side, Joe, I'd probably lean under here uh, for mm-hmm. some of the reasons that you mentioned. And look, Travis Kelsey can still go off. Rasheed Rice can still go off. But they may only score 21 points. I can definitely see that being a pass.
0: That's gone down two points. I think that is certainly one of the lead stories, that the money is coming in on the under. And I don't think it's just related to the stupid 11-1 trend this year on Monday Night Football. I think it's more than that. Right. It's, it's the weather it's the the run game that we're going to we're expecting to see. Now Kansas City's run game has pretty much been non-existent this season. So I'm curious how they end up handling things. But uh but yeah, no. I I agree. That is a sharp number. For if you got it under 47.5, under 47, that was a pretty good look. I wouldn't blindly say, okay, under because of what happens on Monday night. Yeah, it it went under last night and it went over on Thursday and for the week it was more unders than not but I mean that's been going on for a few years I just there's going to be a lot of people that just bet into trends in this one. Oh, Andy Reid off the bye I got to take the Chiefs oh Pat Mahomes listen to Phil go I got to take the Chiefs oh the Eagle you know the, the Monday Night Football unders I got to t- take the under there okay I, I I wouldn't use that as a way to handicap this, this matchup. guys. Oh my God. I, I, I would not be, not be interested in doing that. All right. I have a question about what, what the Eagles may have done. And this is just, I haven't heard this anywhere. It's just speculation on my part. So yeah. early in the season, Swift comes out, he's on a tear, right? He steals the job. He's the number one running back uh, for the, okay. More than half the season, the first half of the season. He has that 175 game. He has a 130 game. He steals the job. But because A.J. Brown has been going on a tear, what people are not talking about is how inefficient Swift has been for a while now. So in their last game against Dallas, 18 carries, 43 yards, less than two and a half yards per rush. Against Washington, 16 for 57. Miami, 15 for 62. Against the tough Jets defense. That was a big turnover game that they lost. 10 carries, 18 yards. We have not seen much from Swift for over a month. And I'm wondering, is it going to be more split? Are they going to consider going back to how they were going to start the season with Gainwell before Swift stole the job? And uh, I'm thinking that because Gainwell's prop is only 14.5 rushing yards, guys. So I'm wondering wow. if Gainwell is going to get more looks.
4: Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash
3: switch. $45 upfront for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business.
5: ixl learning is an online learning program for kids it covers math language arts science and social studies ixl is designed to help them really understand and master topics in a fun way with positive feedback backed by research kids using ixl are scoring higher on tests powered by advanced algorithms ixl gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality rather than looking at multiple programs to help your child in different subjects one subscription gets you everything with ixl learning and all the kids in your home work off once tonight it's funny
2: you mentioned that because i kind of noticed that a little bit when it came to just overall you know rushing yard props things like that that one seemed odd to me and it Mm -hmm. also philosophically is such where the eagles do like to distribute the carries a good bit and usually around this time of year when okay Running backs probably need some time to develop, and it's, it's why, like, I'm always backing Derrick Henry in November and December, things like that. But sometimes you have running backs who have heavier workloads earlier in the year. And I think the Eagles do this a lot, like the whole Boston Scott thing and stuff like that, yeah. where they start yeah. to redistribute a little bit more later in the year because they understand that no one running back can have the lion's share of the workload. And does that change tonight? Coming off of a bye for the Eagles, I think that's a really good look because you come off the bye and, okay, you might think, all right, wow, Swift is more rested, so he will be more efficient. Well, no, like you don't get one week just to recover from the grueling grind that you've been through through the first 10 games. I don't think that happens. I think what it likelier means is that, okay, Now we got to figure out who else we can trust in key spots. So, what do we do about third downs? What do we do about goal lines? Things like that. They run a lot of tush pushes. At some point, that does wear down an offensive line because you're pushing against, you know, 300, 350 pounds, whatever it is. So, ultimately, I think, yeah, Swift has been great. He has been inefficient. I chalk that up to just you know, the grind of the season. And now we're probably going to see something that is more of a balanced attack in terms of who's getting the carries. But that philosophically is what the Eagles do anyway. Mm -hmm. And it
1: does seem like the Eagles will try to run the ball and eat up some clock. Will it be Swift? Will it be Kenneth Gainwell? Will it be Jalen Hurts? Are they all going (laughs) to get involved? You know, even the Jalen Hurts number seems very sharp. He's only gone over his rushing prop three times this season. It's 36 and a half. He's landed at like 37, 35, 34, 36 a handful of times, or he can go over that or under that. So one of these guys is going to go over. It's just a matter of which one, because we all know that's the way that the game script is going to go. They're obviously going to try to run the ball tonight.
0: Hertz, plus 120 for an anytime touchdown. Yeah, it's around even money just about everywhere. That makes sense. I was hoping for some value, but you're not going to get it at this point. We have to assume health, right? That was a big question going into Mm -hmm. the bye. Don't forget about that, that uh, the knee was not looking good. I mean, we don't have any evidence, right? You would think he only gets better after a a couple weeks off. But, yeah, I would stay away from the rushing yards. I don't know how healthy he is. I don't know if the design runs are going to go down a little bit. And and they're thinking, okay, the buy's in our rearview mirror. Now we need to worry about getting through and getting him healthy into the postseason.
2: And not all games are created equal, right? Like, yes, this is the Super Bowl rematch and it's prime time and all that stuff. But it is against an AFC opponent for the Eagles. You're not losing out on tiebreakers if this game doesn't work out. You got to make sure you beat the Cowboys. That is certainly a big game. And there are other big games uh, in terms of tiebreakers they need to worry about. So maybe that's the one thing to keep in mind, that maybe they'll be a little bit more conservative as far as the run game is concerned, not pushing anybody to an extreme. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, BetQL Court right here on the BetQL Network.
3: We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.
0: overall point with with the state of this Cleveland team
2: Bet you can't handle the truth. Take a bad beat. I, I plead the fifth. Or just something you want to get off your chest. sir you're out of order.
0: I don't order. I show you out of order.
2: BetQL Court is now in session on BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Oye, Oye, BetQL Court is now in session. The Honorable Ed Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here presiding. I guess we got to start with the Chargers, right? Uh, After that loss to the Packers, like, why else wouldn't we discuss Brandon Staley and throwing him in the slammer? Uh, He's staring down a life sentence at this point uh, after losing again. (laughs) How many more one-possession defeats can the Chargers have in one year? Uh, Well... When it came to the post-game news conference, Brandon Staley, uh, you know, he always gets a little animated, a little fierce, uh, especially with the way things have been going for the Chargers. Uh, But this certainly felt like another level when it came to talking about (laughs) the defense struggles that Los Angeles is dealing with. Let's take a listen.
4: I'm not here to talk to to the fan base. I'm here to talk to my players, the locker room. I know that we (laughs) give ourselves a chance to win every single week with the game plans that we have. Okay, and we have done it here. You guys act like we've never played good defense. That's not the truth. That's not the truth. You act like we haven't made any improvements. Today in the run game, we played outstanding. We're rushing the quarterback well. What we got to do a better job of is in the passing game. And that's where our full attention is and it's where it will continue to be. There were a lot of other things that caused us to lose today. It certainly wasn't our defense. It was the way we played as a team. We didn't play well on, enough on the red zone on offense. We dropped too many passes. Okay, we gave up a few killer sacks. Okay, we did this as a team. Stop making it about one unit because that's not what happened out there today our team lost I have full confidence like I've told you and like I've told you from the beginning I have full confidence in our way of playing Full confidence in myself as the play caller and the way that we teach and the way that we scheme full confidence in that we got to bring this group together and do it consistently okay and that's where it's at so you can stop asking that question okay I'm going to be calling the defenses okay so we're clear so you don't have to ask that again
2: So, yes, Brandon Staley, still the defensive coordinator for the L.A. Chargers, in case you were curious. Uh, Certainly losing Joey Bosa hurt a lot uh, in a game like this. There have also been a number of other injuries here that I think offer some perspective as to the Chargers struggles. Gerald Everett, Jalen Guyton, Josh Palmer, also to Quentin Johnston. He's been a failure so far. Oh my I mean, how many God. times are we talking about him this preseason exactly, Joe? Like, how often were we talking about him this preseason saying he could be rookie of the year or, you know, all sorts of things? And, oh, boy, he has disappeared uh, faster than some sort of Houdini magic act. He has not been a part of this offense whatsoever. They're going to random guys uh, before they're going to Johnston. I look at this and go Okay, yes, Brandon Staley, supposed to be a defensive mastermind. It hasn't worked out in a lot of ways. Yes, those are fair criticisms. <laughs> the only place where I would push back is the Chargers have had a lot of injuries and in some really bad spots to where they've ultimately lost these one-possession games because they're just running out of warm bodies. And while I know it is easy to pile on the head coach here for a variety of decisions that he's made throughout the course of his tenure there – I also think some context matters a great deal. And so I would not throw away stale throw stale into the slammer and throw away the key, uh, but what I would do is certainly fine him or you know give him some sort of slap on the wrist, but I don't know if I would go any harder than that. Maybe Joe you disagree.
0: Uh, a little bit. A little bit. See, I thought I was going to come in trashing you because you're always telling me how the Chargers are going to make the playoffs, but I'm not going to do that because as I listen Thanks. to Staley talk, as I listen to him talk, it's just everybody's so far out on him. He's just viewed as a, a as a clown at this point, right? Like he doesn't want the reporter to ask the question anymore because because he doesn't want to have to give that answer because when he gives that answer, it's a headline everywhere, and then he's more of a clown. People continue to laugh at him, but. If I didn't know that was Staley, if I'm just reading the quotes, right. And knowing all of the injuries that they have dealt with. And by the way, we're right about Quentin Johnson because the Quentin Johnson angle was opportunity because chargers receivers get hurt every single year. And what has happened this year, again, chargers receivers are getting hurt. Don't mention (laughs) Keenan Allen dropping a touchdown, by the way, either. You know what I mean? Like even, even the guy that they do have that is carrying everything. Like he made a big mistake yesterday, Yeah, but if we knew it was Dan Campbell saying the exact same thing, we'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, he's behind his team. He's still with his guys. He's motivating his crew. But we everybody is just so far out on Sally. I'm not saying that they shouldn't be, and they do need to change things. but like we've been saying that for many decades, it feels like with the Chargers and whether we're talking about trainers or <laughs> there's always something going wrong with the chargers. drastically wrong, but yeah, no, i I do agree with what you have to say. Now I'd still fire his ass because there needs to be change inside the building. But, but yeah, cause I don't, I don't think it's going to turn around under him. I don't think none of us are shocked that they go and lose now two more games. So they've done all year. Win two, lose two. Win two, lose two. Aaron, they're, they're as average as they come. That's what they are.
1: They're below average, aren't they? four and six four and six looks like they might not be able to make the playoffs and i'm glad you brought up the keenan allen because he's been a bright spot for this team and then they go what (laughs) zero for three in the red zone and he drops that pass that you got the quinton johnson situation it's just awful you've got all of this talent on this team and it's like i sometimes i feel like a broken record they just can't put it all together now have they started to tune staley out I don't know. I don't cover that team, but I would assume so. Just by judging how fired up he is, it felt like he was triggered, which means I think his seat is very, very hot right now in Los Angeles.
0: You know what? Maybe they're bump slayers that nobody's talking about because they're below 500. Because their wins are against the Jets, the Bears, the Raiders, the the Vikings early in the season when everything was going against them. Like, maybe they just beat up bad teams, and that's all they are. If you're an average to above average team, fade the Chargers.
2: No, I, I think that's fair. The, the injuries have certainly piled up. You know, that that's also fair to kind of bring into this whole context. But I, I go back to this idea, okay, if you fire Brandon Staley here, it's more like, okay, we see this in the NFL all the time. Like, I think Ken Dorsey might be a good example of this in Buffalo, where, okay, is it entirely his fault? No, it's not. But at some point, you have to make a change just to prove to everyone else two things. Number one, that you're still committed. You're, you know, eye on the prize, all of that stuff. But also, you might need to scare everybody a little bit to say, hey, look, the leashes are short for everybody. And even if something isn't entirely your fault, you play the hand that you're dealt. And if you can't play that hand effectively, then we need to find somebody who can. Yes, the Chargers have a lot of talent, no doubt about it. But – I think coaching-wise, there's some real questions. I don't know if Kellen Moore has really been the greatest of offensive coordinators specifically there. I think he's got a role in the NFL, no doubt about it. But I wonder mm-hmm. if, say, Justin Herbert needs a better voice. Because I think for the Chargers to win, he needs to be at a top three level and it just isn't right now. <laughs> So something needs to happen offensively to where they're playing at a ridiculous level. And defensively, they just need to be competent. And as far as the pass defense goes, just hasn't been. Yeah, they can stop the run better now than they did last year, but pass defense wise, it's it's just not there. And you certainly don't want that to happen against Jordan Love, who is throwing to like 10 different targets. Like you can't let Jordan Love beat you. I don't care where the game's happening. But I mean yeah, I think there, there are it. a lot of problems. That's yeah, why it's yeah.
0: going so far with Staley that you're the defensive guy mm-hmm. and you have one of the worst defensive teams in the NFL and now 400 total yards for the Packers again. Are they turning it around or is it just you face the Chargers? I had to chuckle because now – okay, now we're officially going way too far in the Staley thing. I just saw a video clip mm-hmm. of Rex Ryan saying that Staley needs to go back to Division Three football where he belongs. Okay. Oh, wow. Let's re- – Stop. <laughs> let's stop it. That's it. And enough. the old guard, it's the old – You know, the old guard is finding an opportunity to pounce, and they're not going to give up until he gets fired for some reason. It's strange when you have former coaches basically saying, fire this man, fire this man. usually don't see that. Because of what, the
2: fourth down
0: decisions that he's made all career
2: long? Yeah,
0: because he's going against the That's a dumb reason
2: to hate somebody. Yeah, that's a dumb reason to hate somebody. Uh, Let's move on now. Uh, Aaron, you have some grievances. You have some people you want to throw into the slammer. Who are you taking to court?
1: Yeah, well, just really quick, I wanted to add on Justin Herbert. I mean, in terms of passing yards, like he's seventh in the league. He's not doing that bad. I just think that the time is now to turn the page on the coaching staff and try to get the most you can out of this team moving forward. In terms of court, I mean, unfortunately, we touched on it. CD Lamb was mine because I did <laughs> all yards. I did over on his receiving. It was awful. Like just, I mean, he's capable of like tripling the production that he had yesterday. So what? why I'm putting myself in court is because that and Jared Goff going under, I decided to live bet. And that also backfired. I ended up live betting Sam Howell under. He goes over by 10 yards. It was just, awful all the way around so i guess you know maybe i'm trying to uh find some joy in staley's press conference because he looked miserable because i myself am miserable on this monday so uh, <laughs> yeah, it, made me a little, it made me happy to hear staley so a- Aaron, angry at the podium Aaron,
0: don't think don't think that i didn't realize what you were doing yesterday you were fishing you were fishing for afternoon slate bets and I saw that yeah. and I was like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to add to her, but it looks like she's, ha- she's down <laughs> bad in the first slate. I'm not going to do this. And she's like, I'm going to bet live this. I would to bet live that. I'm like, all right. I know she's asking me what to bet, like to give her something. I'm yeah, like, no, no. What are you betting, betting you on this that. afternoon? Your girl <laughs> needs some
1: help. Got <laughs> to dig out of it. this hole.
2: <laughs> I'm like, she's chasing. You're the bartender. Only, You're cutting only her only off. not to do? <laughs> i'm glad you didn't
1: say anything because then i would have been even more mad probably because it's it's easier to be mad at yourself but if you tail someone else's oh i know
0: i know (laughs) i've seen it wait when you've tailed people on this show and they're wrong oh do they get it and they hear about it for like nico collins
1: (laughs) the detroit tigers
0: I was thinking about oh, the Detroit man. Tigers as I was saying it. Yes. Jake is still hearing about a future. it been a couple
2: of years ago. <laughs>
1: Three years Big later. 12
2: picks. <laughs> yeah, right? Yep. <laughs> Can't let it go whatsoever. I knew what you she were doing. Ledger.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: right. Yeah. This is L Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, Odyssey NFL insider Jason Lockenfora will tell us just how bad that commander's loss was and what the heck they're huh. supposed to do going forward. That's right here on the Vecchiole Network